You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. This is the business of cannabis. Welcome to the business of cannabis. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Cook. Uh, I'm Dave Skye. A couple of guests uh, this show, I think that will provide a very different perspective on the cannabis industry. Uh, first up, we have Haley Parker of Perfect Union, which is a Californian cannabis chain. Uh, they're an interesting concept uh, because of their singular focus. Uh, one, singular focus on California. They're not interested in branching out. Uh, and secondly, a singular focus in terms of a self-professed devotion to creating the best customer experience. Uh, so they say from their website. Uh, so it's, that's what they, you know, they claim is their competitive advantage. And Haley is going to tell us how she is helping to create that competitive advantage. Uh, so Perfect Union, I guess, falls firmly on that sort of retail experience being the key to business success as opposed to sort of brand as opposed to maybe technology, as other people uh, who have come on the show are, are saying. Um, then switch gears. Uh, so keep up. Uh, we'll be speaking to Andrea Lombardi of Cash Tech Currency. We've had Andrea on the show before, and she is going to tell us all about cash management. Uh, cannabis is, of course, everyone knows, a very cash-heavy industry. Uh, this is the physical cash, the coins that are in the, that, that come into your till, and Andrea is going to tell us how a dispensary can best and most efficiently get that cash into a financial institution. So let's get into it. Cannabis is such a fascinating industry. There's so many moving parts. So many different factors go into creating a successful business. And well, I guess that's true of all businesses. Uh, and maybe we all get uh, too caught up in the unique aspects of the product itself and, and ignore, I guess, at one's peril, the fundamentals, the business fundamentals, like a person, an actual person is walking into your store. So what happens? Or that person's going to give you cash. What are you going to do with it? It's not the most, uh, uh, maybe uh, it's not the sexiest part of the business. It might not even be why you got into it, but it will make or break your business. Anyway, that's the purpose of this show. To drill down on those fundamentals um, and uh, maybe raise, uh, show you some options that are available to you. And there's no shortage of those. Uh, the markets, uh, there's no shortage of ways to fix problems in cannabis. In any event, let's do this. I'm Dave Sky with Matt Cook, and this is the business of cannabis. Well, welcome to the business of cannabis, uh, Dave Sky and Matt Cook, as always. And our first guest, Haley Parker, um, Senior Director of Retail and Customer Experience uh, with Perfect Union, which is a 13 location strong chain of Californian dispensaries. Uh, in fact, opened its 13 in Napa this September. In fact, opened nine in the last 18 months. So uh, someone's been pretty busy lately. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, interesting company. Um, founded in 2010, so you've been around for a while. Um, building a second cultivation facility in California. Um, you sought out a partnership with the union to ensure it's treating its employees fairly. You have a charitable initiative called the Community Fund 
donate a dollar for every sale of uh, its 530 grower flower. Uh, we love to talk about talk to innovative different companies here on the show. And I think Perfect Union seems to fit the bill. So Haley, welcome. welcome. Thank you guys. I'm very excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. Why don't we just start with with sort of the overview? What's the what's the sort of the Perfect Union origin story? And how did you get over the past 11 years to, um, well, a little more than a, a dispensary a year, I guess? Yeah, so I've um, I've actually been with the company close to its inception. Um, I joined the team as a bud tender in 2013. Um, so it's been a really beautiful experience to watch this company grow so quickly in a matter of, you know, 11 years, and especially the past year or so, uh, we've really ramped up. Um, but I think that what has made us successful and able to overcome some of these challenges that we've seen in the economy and, you know, specifically in the cannabis industry over the past couple of months uh, would be our dedication to our guests and that guest experience. Um, that's what made us successful when we were RCP Sacramento, uh, and that would be, you know, 2010 to 2016 for the Sacramento area. Um, we were RCP Sacramento and we just had an uncompromising focus on our guest experience and what we were able to do to give guests a safe place to come and access really high quality medicine. Um, and so one of the things that, that we did when I started, we, um, we have this compassion program. So we give away free medicine to guests with specific medical conditions. Um, and then we have a more generalized compassion program where we're able to give away uh, full extract oil or Rick Simpson oil um, to a broader demographic of our guests that don't have very specific medical conditions. Um, you know, we have a pretty intense training program that is really focused on creating a memorable experience. You know, how do we hone in on our intuitive emotional intelligence? How do we uh, go above and beyond in each experience? And really what we're all about is creating a connection with the other person on the side of the bar from us. Um, and so it's really everything that we operate is through the lens of what can we do to make this person stay better that's walking in through our door. Yeah, that's it's cool. Let's delve into that a bit because yeah. I don't know that any <laughs> retailer would say, I hate my customer. I treat them like garbage and I hope they don't sure. buy anything. We all love our customers right. and we want to do everything. Give it, give it some, put some, uh, you know, skin on the bone, some examples. Of, yeah. What does that, what does that experience look like? Cause uh, Dave and I ran a digital marketing company where, you know, what we tried to create is uh, an experience when people came to a website. Uh, this is, you know, in person. So what do you, what do you do um, to really create that special relationship? So what we've done in our most recent stores is traditionally, and I'll start by saying traditionally um, in a dispensary, most patients walk into a door and they're greeted by someone behind a reception counter. Um, you get intake in at that reception desk, and then you're able to walk through to the sales floor to make a purchase. One of the things that we've done um, is removed that person from behind the reception desk. And actually we've geared them with a mobile check-in system. And so what that does, it allows us to greet the guest with open body language from not behind a desk um, mm -hmm. and start engaging them right off the bat. Um, and then from that point on, once we get them all verified, we can actually walk them through and escort them into the sales room where a bud tender is waiting to greet them. Um, they can either go back to the bar if they wanted a more private consultation or in some of our stores now um, with better COVID practices at hand, we've been able to actually re-implement some of our display jars, which has been very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea is that the, the customer is greeted with open body language right at the door and then escorted all the way to the sales floor um, where they're also greeted by another bud tender who is able to show them the entire floor and dispensary. Yeah, it's like, and, and, and I'm, yeah, it's like an Apple store kind of atmosphere where it's not. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I don't know what sterile and, and uh, tense, sure. which I, yeah, we're really what trying I've to remove those boundaries. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And okay. I hear when I hear that, I think everyone would, would hear that and go, that's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Uh, how do you do that? Because that's a lot of training um, is, a, is mm -hmm. recruiting a problem. 
Um, what kind of process, what kind of program have you developed to create that? Because it's easy to say, you can write it in a book, sure. the manual, how do you actualize it in the store? So we actually have um, an entire training and education department that I also oversee. Um, and so they work with, re with recruiting diligently. And so recruiting hires on the back end. Um, they pre-screen candidates. Our GMs hold the group interviews, bring on the candidates, and then they're put through this two- to three-week training program. And so that training program is one-on-one wow. -on -one with one of our head trainers who have been vetted, you know, typically they've been with the company for at least one to two years. Um, and so what that allowed that those trainers have been bathed in our culture. And I'm very cognizant of picking people uh, that really embody these values that we talk about so much, you know, sincerity, servitude, education, compassion. Mm -hmm. um, and so we pair this onboarding group, uh, and typically it's anywhere between one to three people. We pair them with this head trainer, and that trainer is there to be their guide for the first two to three weeks. Um, and then we also have system in place for continued education. So those trainees aren't just left. Um, when I think about our training program, I really like to think of it as more of an apprenticeship program, because if, if we're going to do this right, which we're committed to, I'm sure anyone who's been in the industry for a long time or even a short amount of time, there's a lot of information out there and it takes a very long time to really understand the science of cannabis. And so this training program has been developed and we've, we've had a couple of consultants come on and help us with developing a curriculum um, that is as easy as possible for, for all learning styles to be able to retain. Um, and so that's the way that we kind of ensure we're instilling these values to, into our new employees, like right off the bat. That's great. I mean, very few companies put something like that in, uh, um, in place. So uh, kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, it sets a high yeah, bar, of super course. Special. Yeah, it's, it yeah. sets a high bar because it's never, you, it, what, training is a never ending. It's not like, okay, we've trained everyone. It's over. Everyone, now do right. you work. It's just always, which is cool. Yeah. But, um, and it's interesting that, because we've had a lot of different dispensaries on the show, and it's interesting that your focus is, and your competitive, what I'm hearing is your competitive advantage in your view is this. It's the training of our people who then provide a certain experience. 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And the leaders that we have in place, because, you know, once the trainers leave, um, they do have follow up meetings, but it, it really all starts from the top. And so ensuring that every single leader that we have in a store is also in line with these values and is able to motivate and inspire our employees on a daily basis to give that same experience to our guests. Um, you know, that's that's what creates the wholesome picture of what we accomplish. Well, I guess that kind of, um, I guess that kind of dovetails into, into your, which I find super interesting as this, you've sought out a union to partner with. Yes. With, okay, take me through that, because that's not something you hear about every day. Um, no. And so what was so that? So the and, union? And, and, yeah, go ahead. Um, so the union was around when I got brought on as a bud tender, um, and as I've become more involved with the company over the years, um, I've gotten to know uh, a couple of people that work in there, um, and in talking with our founder and CEO, David, um, he, his whole intention was to, in a sense, legitimize this profession, um, because there is still, and, and thankfully it's going away, but there is still somewhat of a stigma attached to it. And personally, I feel like it's very important for people to know that you can make a career out of this. And so the union is one modality to do that. It's to create a career path for people who want to get into an industry like this. Um, but, you know, more importantly, you know, kind of going back to some of our, our values, which is, you know, compassion and education and, you know, this mindset of servitude, like what can we do better for our employees? And that would include medical benefits. Um, you know, we, we have an IEP account where employees, um, a certain percentage of their hours gets monetized and sorted to a bank that they can take out eventually. Um, so there's all these benefits that come along with the union that David was very, very passionate about. And really it was a win-win for him when he decided to join them. 
No, interesting. And I'll send in a resume pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. My teeth, my, <laughs> my teeth aren't the best. I could maybe use a little bit of work. Get that perfect smile. <laughs> yeah. So Haley, are you uh, are you guys vertically integrated, um, uh, or are you just uh, a, a retail operation? Uh, so we are not completely vertically integrated. We are on our way, and that is definitely okay. our goal. Um, and we do have a couple of in-house brands right now. So 530 Grower is our most well-known brand. Uh, we just launched a couple early this year, Zach and Ted's and Fireworks Farms. Um, and so those are all flower brands. We have edibles in the works. Uh, we're also working on some tinctures and topicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal would be, again, you know, kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, providing high-quality medicine at a compassionate price. And the easiest way for us to accomplish that is to be vertically integrated. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely in the works and we should have an update in a couple of months. So that's interesting to me because one of the hot topics on this show and, and most interviews kind of involve this at some point is the brand versus retail experience debate. And where is this industry mm-hmm. headed? And I hear you doing both. How do you mm-hmm. see that playing out? over the next five years? Is it going to be how well can we establish certain brands in the minds of our people? Or is Perfect Union uh, a retail experience primarily? And yeah, you have some brands that support you. Can it be both? How, what's the vision? So anecdotally, you know, I have seen brands come and go and I've been in this industry you know, for a long time, even before it was recreational, which is when we saw like a huge uptick in all these different brands coming out and, you know, quote unquote, brand loyalty in this type of market. Um, So it's really hard for me to say. Um, I think that we're very much focused on doing both, you know, our vertical integration, which would support our efforts and our, our goal as a retailer which is to go beyond the, you know, uh, typical and traditional transactional experience that you have at most retail establishments and most dispensaries out there these days. Um, And so in order to do that, we could vertically integrate ourselves and provide this medicine. Um, But getting back to your original question, it would be really hard for me to say which way the market is going. Um, You know, I've seen brands come and go, like I said, and typically when there's a brand that, you know, initially has this excitement, um, in my anecdotal experience, it doesn't really last for long. You know, it starts to dwindle quickly after um, because there's always another brand that's going to come out that's a competitor for whatever reason. Um, so it would be super hard for me to say, you know, the industry changes day to day. No, I get it. And uh, yeah, Matt and I were just laugh, laughing. I, I was just, I happened to be in Toronto and in one block in, 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 a, in about 150 meters, or, well, sorry, that, that was a bit Canadian of me. A few hundred feet, <laughs> there were three dispensaries. Two of them were side by side. And it's interesting because why am I going to go to one as opposed to the other if they're both selling the same thing? And from that perspective, exactly. it's because I like it. I like it better. It, I get treated yeah. better. I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the experience better. I have a connection with actual people, potentially. Right. Um, it yeah, sounds you said that, that beautifully, and uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You said no, that beautifully, ahead. and that's our whole goal. You know, I shop at Nordstrom for a reason. It's because I appreciate mm-hmm. the service. I can go to a thousand other stores and get the same exact product, mm-hmm. um, potentially even cheaper than it would be at Nordstrom. Um, but I'm loyal to that that uh, specific retailer because of the service I experience when I'm there. I feel cared about. I feel like I'm not just another person walking through the door. So, um, just to kind of underscore your point there, that's that's kind of my perspective on, on where we're going as a company um, and our in-house brands just allow us to reach uh, more markets and more people. No, I get that. Yeah. Um, you're all in California right now. Is that a, was that a purposeful decision? Um, do you have plans uh, to expand or is it California is big enough for us? Uh, what, 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 what are your, what are your thoughts for, you know, cause I know that's, Another big debate, multi-state focused city, mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what are your... It was a strategic decision. Um, cannabis is arguably the largest cannabis market in the world. And the so California the mindset market, right? is, 
Yes. So if we can um, conquer this, then we can pretty much do anything. Um, You know, it's close to our headquarters where we've rapidly expanded. And so we're we're figuring out where we need to fine tune things and preparation for bigger projects in the future. Um, but that, that was kind of the thought process behind it. It's close to home. Let's really get everything nailed down. And, you know, from a strategic standpoint, it is one of the most complicated states uh, to run a business in. Uh, and especially with us in the cannabis industry, the idea is that if we can conquer California, we can do it anywhere else. Does it have a California feel, these, these stores, like your, your dispensaries? Would you say it's a West yeah. Coast experience? Okay. Um, that, may, that maybe I, doesn't translate to New York when New York opens, not, not you know, in, in the next year or two, another huge market. Um, but it's not the yeah. same thing. It's not the same experience. Or is that part of it? So that's a really interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. We do. So design wise, um, uh, we do try and tailor the aesthetic uh, to whatever location that we're in. So in Seaside, we have a like nautical uh, type of uh, decorations, you know, the the lobby has different seashells and all these kinds sure. of things. Um, whereas our mm. north side location, which is our flagship store, we have it decked out with a bunch of Sacramento murals. Um, we have more of like the traditional dispensary design in there where we have like high-end pictures of like cannabis on the wall. So we do try and tailor it. So in that sense, it has a California feel. Um, but we are not necessarily committed to that. You know, I think as we do expand uh, into different states in the future, we would want to retain what makes us perfect union. And we are born and bred in California, but we are also uh, very aware of the importance of, you know, kind of finding that meshing of locality into whatever areas that we go into. Right. That balance between local. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will give you a. Yeah. I'll give you a seventy-eight. <laughs> okay, thanks <laughs> for that one question. But overall, great. But no, no, it's it's a and it's a constant challenge, of course. Local versus hyperlocal versus brand versus chain versus you know Starbucks as opposed to you know. And there's no answer. It's just it's always interesting to hear um, where you're at and where you're going and and maybe how you have to evolve to get yes, there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 11, uh, 13 uh, dispensaries versus 1300. It's not necessarily the same. There's <laughs> probably yeah, a little work no. in between. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. And there's no one way to do it. You know, we learn every single time that we open a new store. Sure. Um, and that is the mindset. You know, we're, I'm forever a student and, you know, I'm never going to say this is the right way to do it. And this is the only way that we're going to do it because that's not the way to be successful long term. Um, so I'm sure that, that we'll have some, yeah, absolutely. So we'll have some more insight as we begin to go down that path. Well, it sounds like you're doing something right. Uh, we've been talking to Haley Parker of Perfect Union. Um, so if you're in California, I absolutely encourage you to check it out. It sounds like an amazing, uh, uh, it sounds like you have something really cool happening there. Um, Perfect Union at www.perfect-union.com. That's uh, perfect-union.com. So check them out. Um, Haley, thank you very much uh, for coming on. It's a really interesting story. Yeah, thanks, Haley. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. This was great. The Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com. Welcome back, uh, Dave Sky with Matt Cook on the business of cannabis. And our next guest, Andrea Lombardi, who is a vice president of sales and marketing at Cash Tech Currency Products. Uh, Andrea has been in the cash management business for almost 20 years, done basically everything you can do in the space. So uh, we're excited to uh, talk to her and learn a little bit more about the role cash management has in cannabis. Um, 
Cash Tech's also a sponsor on the show, full disclosure. So uh, we're going to ask why cannabis is uh, is important enough uh, for them to uh, get involved. So Andrea, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Our pleasure, of course. Um, now, we talked uh, a little while ago on the show about cash management in sort of a general way and how it works. How about a bit of a recap? You know, what does cash management mean um, in, in, you know, to the, to the industry? Sure. I think cash management is a big topic. It's a important topic. It is really about creating efficiency in a business from the moment that that cash transaction takes place between a patron and the business and how that money is going to get from the business to the bank account and all the different touch points that happen in between, all the security around that cash as it moves through that process. And so Cash Tech wants to bring forward hardware and software solutions that can help one, manage cash, meaning uh, accommodate it securely, efficiently, and in an intelligent way that then a business owner can see at any given time, where is my cash? How much do I have? And how am I going to get it from a secure device into my bank account? And we're talking about the actual physical banknotes, coins, mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. absolutely okay. yeah. it is not like cash that in the general hard sense cash no it is that <clears throat> tangible um benjamin dollars getting into your bank <laughs> green so <stuff>. cabbage <laughs> yeah so andrea um explain why cannabis uh the, the cannabis industry on the retail side uh, why this is so important for them absolutely so We have noticed, as I don't think it's any surprise to the industry, that this is a very cash-heavy business. There is a lot of transactions that through debit, credit, um, electronic transfer, it happens with tangible cash. And so that means that these business owners are then stuck with the puzzling piece of how do I, where do I put this and how do I keep it safe? And so... We have worked with other verticals, other industries, such as banking, financial institutions, uh, retail, other retail sectors that are cash heavy in, meaning a lot of cash transactions as part of a purchase. And then we decided to lend that experience now over to the cannabis space, where we are engaging with people who are finding this to be a big problem that they need solved. So like, you know, like, so I'm assuming groceries and convenience stores and I guess casino, like Casinos, places like that. Yeah. Exactly. And then exactly. now, okay. So bring it to the cannabis space. Okay, cool. So let's start with a, a dispensary. Uh, um, um, you know, whatever my sales are that, that day, or, you know, take us through how, how your system, I, I have $10,000 in cash or $30,000 in cash or maybe $100,000 in cash. Hopefully I'm very successful. What, 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 take me through that. Like, what do I, I do hope, with I all these everybody. dollars yes, and the I money's hope. flowing out of my till. <laughs> it's on the floor. Bursting and, um, at the seams. And I'm doing yeah. that thing with the stacks of cash with my hands just to be a big shot. Now, what do I do to, to, to somehow sure. take care of it? You know? Yeah. So, When we speak about cash management, we speak of it in two different solution sets. One is a smart safe, which means that you would be depositing all of that cash into a a smart safe, which is a, in essence, a reinforced steel box that has intelligence in the way it takes the cash in to this device, meaning bill validators that look for Uh, denomination recognition, counterfeit detection, and can add in total up all that cash that's going to go into this and into this reinforced steel box. That is a smart safe. One way, it only cash in. The other way is if you are a business that takes cash in, but also needs to pay vendors out in cash, there's what we call a cash recycler. And so what this means is, is your customer's cash can be deposited into it. Again, large, for for lack of a better term, large reinforced steel box with even more intelligence because it can take the cash in. Again, it checks for, you know, what denomination, is it authentic, is it not authentic? Um, and then it deposits it in there. And then 
say you have a vendor come in and you need to pay out to that vendor, you can actually do a withdrawal from that device as well. So in essence, it's a cash in and cash out device, allowing you, you know, to keep it all secure in one box. And then you layer on top of that a software that is integrated into the device and through web-based dashboards, you can see everything that is in that device by denomination, inventory levels, um, what your cash position or deposits are for that day, in essence, allowing you to reconcile it with some sort of POS system that you would have there um, in the dispensary as well. So what would, what would be some decision factors, some business factors that mm -hmm. would make me think, you know, I better get a recycler. I better, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I better get a smart safe. Mm -hmm. uh, and I when, assume it's, you can, like, if you need money for till, if you need money for, like, all, like whatever. Okay, so take us through that. Like, why, why one or, or the other? I think it all is based on capacities and how much cash you take in or give out in a day. That's really the grassroots where we start with each customer is walk us through your daily process and how much cash do you take in um, or give out in a day. Once we know that information, we can start matching and fitting that business owner to a different size solution or different feature set of a solution. So again, if you are just, you know, you have customer after customer coming in and purely paying in cash for their product, then you may just need a deposit safe, meaning a smart safe. Uh, if you are a business owner that say has an ATM in your location, or you have multiple cash out points in your dispensary and you also want to have your staff take their float out at the beginning of the day and return it back or you want to refill your ATM or you have vendors throughout the day that you want to pay in cash, those types of daily processes within a dispensary would lend really, really well to a cash recycler where you can not only deposit but also take cash out throughout the day. So it really starts off with talk about how much cash you see on a daily basis, what's your heaviest day, um, and then we kind of tailor a solution or find that perfect fit based on capacities and feature set that they need to do their day-to-day -day business within that store. So Andrea, well, I, I've spoken to a lot of uh, dispensary owners and one of the, well, there's kind of two main concerns. One is um, because of COVID, they don't want really to be touching anything um, like exchanging money between the employees and, uh, and the customers. And secondly, um, they're concerned about employee theft. Um, so what are some of the solutions that you have that can uh, address those concerns? That is such a common thing right now, Matt, that mm -hmm. whole COVID um, minimal touch points, right, amongst yep. um, the cash. We see it, too, in the financial space, fine mm -hmm. banks and credit unions. Um, I think some of the great points is, again, we're trying to minimize the touch points and create efficiency in how that cash gets to the bank. So if that cash goes straight into a till and then from that till into a smart safe or a recycler, already someone's not in the back office sitting there all day counting the deposits and right. then taking it to the bank. So we've instantly eliminated touch points. We can take it even one step further, whereby instead of having the device live in, say, a back office, and be a management function whereby they deposit the cash into the smart safer recycler. There is actually technology you can place at the front of the store where it would be customer facing. So in essence, what you have is hmm. you're going to run the transaction through your POS system. There are going to be devices facing the customer. And when you say that's going to be $150, they simply insert their cash and coin into a device that's facing them, in essence, making it self-serve for that end user. Hmm. So now your employee is not even touching or having to give back change for that transaction. 
Yeah, and that would address both of the concerns. So yes, yeah, we that's actually, great. Uh, it's very very successful um, over in Europe. Uh, they have this is a bit off topic, but maybe not so. Um, bakeries, any sort of food industry, um, bakeries, delis over in Europe in some countries, um, it's actually law that you can't be touching food and then touch money because touch, they touch consider money, that yeah. cross-contamination almost. Yeah. And so they have this very well used there. We have a customer actually up in Canada who uses it in a very high volume, uh, high transaction Japanese cheesecake factory uh, called mm. Uncle Tetsu. And they have a lineup outside of their store pretty much in for the entire day. They said that the fumbling with cash and coin giving change, and again, they're in a food service industry, didn't sit well with their management team. And so they installed these. Um, you can mm. actually Google them on uh, YouTube, and you'll see there's a video of them. Um, they have customers come in all the time and shoot their own videos and post it onto YouTube and TikTok. So uh, it is not cool. only does it help an owner run their business, but it kind of becomes a showpiece for the customers as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking to Andrea Lombardi from uh, Cash Tech Currency Products, uh, talking about cash management in, uh, in the cannabis space. It occurs to me with cash management, you save a lot of money on those little green visors that people wear to count cash and roll it up <laughs> their sleeves and save money on little stools, little metal stools. You don't have to do that. So it's very cool. Um, but uh, speaking of money, I thought that would be a nice transition to <laughs> this all sounds awesome. Let's uh, let's do this. And, and, and you know, uh, I was just thinking, yeah, you can talk about this in the abstract. How long does it, you know, count $10,000 in cash, $20,000, you're going to make mistakes. Forget about the dirt of it. You're just going to make mistakes and not to mention the probably the dirty secret of things disappearing. It's cash, for God's sakes. Um, so, so what, but give us, give us a, a sense of the cost and the, you know, ROI on this stuff of, of a smart set. You mentioned smart safes and recyclers and what kind of investment would be required on behalf of the dispens dispensary. Is this viable for one dispensary chains? What, what, you know, what, yeah. what's your take on that? That's a good point, Dave. And I think ROI is so unique to each business owner because it depends on how many people are there, how many people are touching that cash. But mm -hmm. we kind of have a very high level rule of thumb because those two devices, a smart safe versus a recycler, come with very different price points as well. You know, you're talking entry level, you can start under $5,000. And for those devices that are smart safe, we kind of if it doesn't pay for itself well within the first year, um, it probably doesn't make sense to that owner. Now, most times, because there is management involved in the back-end reconciliation of an end-of-day sales report to a you know POS to a bank account, uh, those people come at a much higher um, hourly rate or even salary than potentially some hourly workers in the store who are doing dealing with the transactions, it doesn't take long for that ROI uh, to make sense because of that management involved in that back-end process. A recycler, we always you know, say if we can get it to under a year and a half, uh, that is you know, a great starting point for an ROI for a dispensary owner, especially because a recycler usually means that cash is flowing through multiple touch points of your business, which if there's multiple touch points, there's somebody having to sit there and understand and reconcile and balance and debit credits. So, you know, that whole relieving that management position of those hours used just in a back room doing paperwork or counting cash and allowing them to get back out on the floor, engaging with not only staff, but customers and helping sell uh, that in itself can very quickly pay for itself. Yeah. I, I spoke with a uh, dispensary owner. He has two in Arizona and that was exactly the problem. They were counting everything by hand. Right. And it took took forever. There was theft, um, you know, so that could be a good solution. 
mistakes, yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah, mistakes. Yeah, obviously. Just, yeah. And then and then you spend probably two hours just trying to find five bucks. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, you have to. And maybe even now I'm thinking about hearing that awkward conversation. I've been to retail. You know, there's five bucks missing. Okay, where is it? <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's just. Yeah. And um, how much time is going to be spent? And then what is that time worth? To get that $5. Because <laughs> that's always management yeah. looking for those mistakes. Yeah, 100%. you quickly spent more than $5 trying to find $5. Um, right. So I'm hearing if efficiency, speed, um, cleaner, get the money safety. into a safe. Yeah. Uh, and all that, plus the, the the time spent processing it um, and, and getting it to the machine. Okay, so it's in a machine. You know what you haven't, we haven't talked about? Okay, it's in these safes, you, you said it, these boxes, and it's secured. And I know how much is there because the software has told me, you mentioned it. Now, now, how do I get it into a bank? Great question. So couple different options. Or, or financial there institution, will, whatever, whatever. Yeah, there will always be those customers that we would call walk to bank where they are going to, uh, at a certain point what does in that mean? day <laughs> or week, walk it there. Um, yeah. But there are other options. Uh, there are either regional or national uh, armored car companies who first in going into a retail location, uh, having to log into the device and what we call decash the device, whereby they would empty a collection cassette in the device, put it in a tamper evident bag, print off a receipt, um, and they can then either take that to the customer's financial institution, bank, credit union, what have you, or sometimes those armored car carriers also offer uh, cash processing services themselves. So there's multiple ways that a business owner dispensary could quickly collect quotes and do a, you know, snapshot of what makes the most sense cost-wise uh, for me. What also needs to be taken to an account is how quickly is that machine going to fill up? Is it going to fill up once a week? Is it going to fill up three times a week? And how much exposure or efficiency do you want to have in doing it yourself as a business owner or management at a dispensary or engaging someone else that that's kind of their core business is securely moving money uh, around a, a city, a town, what have you. So there is definitely options. Um, and the frequency in which you want to get that cash to the bank is also an option. Yeah, well, I think when Matt and I open our dispensary, Matt, you're you're walking the cash to the bank. I don't think I'm doing that. <laughs> and you're carrying the bat behind them, Dave? You're just because I'm because I'm security. You're, well, you're expendable is what I'm really thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be one of those black bags that have a big cash symbol on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a sack. You're going to be carrying yeah. sacks of money to the to the. Yeah. We'll what could pay, happen? It's we cash. have to pay royalties to uh, yeah. Gene Simmons then. Yeah. What he he right. trademarked the uh, cash money uh, bag. Ah, uh, we'll take we'll take the red. Gene, I'll call Gene. Don't worry about Gene. You know Gene as well as I do. He'll he'll think it's funny. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, okay, lost it. Wow. So uh, it's uh, what I love about this show is you hear people talking and it's like issues that I don't know. You know I really did, wouldn't think about. I'm opening up yeah. a dispensary um, uh, and now I have to think through, look at all these, you know, all this cash and how do I deal with it, which is a good problem to have, obviously. Uh, it's better than the opposite problem. But now I'm trying to figure out how to get it into my financial institution and how to do that efficiently. and. And I guess there's costs to, to that too. That part that's part of the ROI of how often I have to do a cash run. Yep. Who does it? Yeah. Um, but I can I can also see how you could save a ton of money and and make and it a lot easier. And time, yeah. I think time. Yeah. They, there is that saying, "Time is money." So yeah. if you can save that, and so you've literally put it combined else. the two of them. Yeah, <laughs> in a figure, in a yeah, in a concrete way. Um, so we've been talking to Andrea Lombardi of Cash Tech Currency Products. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, we are unfortunately a little bit out of time. Uh, you want to learn more? www.cashtechcurrency.com. Uh, and, and of course, reach out to Cash Tech uh, and deal with a problem that I, you know, is endemic in, the, in this industry, uh, which we've heard it like, how, what to do with all this money? 
um, people tend to not think through. Uh, we had a person uh, on uh, earlier, uh, we interviewed earlier about platforms and building efficiencies mm -hmm. and, and different areas you need to do that. And there are lots of areas and this strikes me as another one that uh, you just have to deal with. Uh, and if you haven't turned your mind to it, you're, it's costing you. Um, you put all this time, money, and effort into into making, getting the cannabis, creating your store, and then you kind of just throwing money away because you're not taking care of it. So this is cool. Thanks, uh, Andrew, for coming. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Interesting. Thanks for having me. I I'd love to be back anytime. Well, we will have you back. Thank you. Uh, that was Andrew Lombardi of Cash Tech Currency. We'll be right back. Business of Cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash. So welcome back. So Matt, Haley Parker, Perfect Union. What, what are your impressions? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I'm, I'm always about the customer experience. Um, you know, I, I literally spent my, my professional career um, thinking about that, worrying about that. And um, I think it's, you know, a great idea. Um, I think they're on the right track. Um, but given where we are in the cannabis market, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to win out, right? The customer experience or the brand. Um, and you and I, or the technology or, or the know, technology. Yeah, exactly. Which is, and I don't think anyone would disagree. I don't know that Haley would, she would agree. Yeah. Obviously part of the customer yeah. experience is going to be the tech. Yeah. Uh, uh, ordering online, uh, delivery, uh, loyalty. Um, but that's all about the customer experience, right? Yeah. Um, but people are coming it, at it from different directions. We've had people yeah, on the show. Some who, people, yeah. So, some people are coming at it like, you know, it's got to be the Apple Store experience. And some people are coming at it saying, you know, it's, going to be the online experience and it's just interesting to hear different people's perspective yeah or it's a boutique experience or yeah. it's uh or it's uh i'm a long time kind of older user it's got to be that kind of experience exactly uh, yeah yeah um no it's a cool and also i found it interesting that you know self-declared we're in one state we're in one part of the u.s we're going to micro market our locations and we're a West Coast Californian yep. offering. End of story. You and, guys and tear that, away in New York. <laughs> right. And that could be, well, I mean, California is massive, so sure, but it's incredibly competitive as well. So, yep. uh, but the, the focus makes some sense to me. Um, yep. Sometimes you hear about people taking over the world and it's like, okay, how many does you have one location? Okay. Let's talk when you have a thousand, <laughs> but so that, you know, I bet they will insulate themselves on some level from competition as well. If they continue yeah. on this path, I mean, yeah. you're not going to have a thousand locations, but that's not their concept. So that's cool. Uh, and Andrea Lombardi and cash tech and cash management, a bit of a switch up there. As I said in my intro, switching gears. Uh, what, what do you make of the, the world of cash management? Well, you know, it's something that, no one really thinks about or talks about um, any dispensary that I've spoken to, and I've spoken to a lot in the last year. Um, you know, it, it's it, it, it's a challenge. It's a problem, and you know, Cash Tech has uh, solutions that you know people need to um, look into. 
because it's like I one of those little things you know the little things you can lose, yeah. you can lose clients over or lose i thought also we too bad we didn't get a chance to talk about it but it's really the the employees the bud tenders the back 100%. office it's not yeah. just about we talked about money and saving money and for sure but stress and taking care of money i don't know like you have fifty thousand dollars lying around you it might be a little uptight well, even even <laughs> might even, be fun, but <laughs> even even my daughter who worked at a retail location, uh, not not a dispensary, but um, you know, she would have to count money at the end of the night, and you know, she said it was stressful, and you know, um, you know, it, it's one of these things that you don't think about, and you need to think about because it can make your your life and your employees life a lot easier yeah yeah you can like i said like there's a that's what's interesting i said in the intro there's Mm -hmm. a lot of factors that go into a successful business regardless of the unique nature of cannabis and obviously you have to take that into account but there's lots of ways to go bankrupt (laughs) and lots of ways to lose customers and most of them have nothing to do with cannabis itself (laughs) because <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. you know someone walks into your store what's that experience now yeah. naturally uh the nature of cannabis takes over so hopefully that was uh people listening you you know you got uh just food for thought uh yeah. uh why a micro food you know hey how are you dealing with that cash and and perfect union is maybe an example of maybe a, a larger perspective of, of how do you build this chain right in any event so uh where are you going to be next week? Somewhere exciting, I hope. Uh, Las Vegas. Nice. And why are you there, Matt? MJ Biz. <laughs> uh, Perfect setup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, the business it'll of be... cannabis is going to MJ BizCon. And yeah. uh, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, love to do an interview. Love to meet anyone. So uh, we're excited about it. Um, also going to MJ uh, Unpacked. Uh, and that conference as well, and talk to some other people there. So looking forward to that. If anyone's attending, please uh, shoot us uh, an email or, uh, uh, or or let us know, and we'll we'll come by. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm Dave Sky here with Matt Cook, and this is the business of campus. You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.